You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Welcome to another fresh week, another Monday episode here at the Lockdown Rams podcast. We are officially in the new league year and just about one week into the NFL's free agency period and the Los Angeles Rams have finally made a move. We're going to discuss that in one short minute. I just want to highlight what we're going to talk about in this episode. And like I just said, we're going to talk about the addition of said player in about a second for this first segment. In the second segment, we're going to dive into our Mock Draft Monday series. We're going to finally pick it up after taking a week off last week because of the kickoff of the NFL's free agency period. And then we're going to round it all out by talking about one cornerback that the Rams have apparently shown interest in in free agency. So to begin, we got to talk about the player that the Rams added, and they have just agreed to a one-year deal with veteran free agent wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, one of the game's all-time great deep threats. This one had the Rams written all over it pretty much. If you think about all of the encompassing factors here, you talked about Head coach Sean McVay mentioning he wants to get more explosive on offense pretty much all offseason. And then you look at the move, the trade for quarterback Matthew Stafford. That pretty much symbolizes exactly what McVay was talking about. He wanted a guy who was going to push the ball deep, work vertical, create more explosive plays for the offense in the passing game. And Jackson fits that exact type of mold. Now, he hasn't been healthy over the course of the last few seasons. Really dating back to 2018 was the last time he could play in more than 10 games in a season. In 2019, only three games with the Eagles. 2020, only five games. So a potentially injury-prone type of player. He's 34 years old now. It's only going to get harder for him to stay healthy. But when you look at what Deshaun Jackson does bring to the table, what he can do from a stylistic and formational type of standpoint, Deshaun Jackson is exactly what this offense lacked since the departure of Brandon Cooks, the former wide receiver that the Rams traded away. Jackson, 34 years old, a Los Angeles, California native, goes home now, and he does have that connection with Sean McVay from their time in Washington. Jackson was a receiver there for three seasons, I believe all three seasons of which Sean McVay was the offensive coordinator. In two of those seasons, Jackson did cross the 1,000-yard threshold in 2014 with 1,169 yards, averaging 20.9 yards per catch, and then again in 2016 with 1,005 receiving yards, averaging 17.9 yards per reception. When you look at his entire career, He has 10,656 career receiving yards and an average of 17.4 yards per reception. That is an absurd number, and it goes to show you why and how Deshaun Jackson has been one of the all-time great deep threats in the league. You look at some of the PFF numbers, and while he hasn't been able to stay healthy, over the past four seasons, he still ranks eighth in receiving yards per reception with a 16.1 figure, and in the past five years, that jumps to fifth in the NFL. In the past six years, stays at fifth in the NFL. And in the past seven years, he averages the second most receiving yards per reception among all wide receivers in the entire league. Now, what does this mean for the wide receiver core? Well, I like the addition because Deshaun Jackson is not the style of receiver that the Rams are going to have to play 
60 or 70 snaps a game like they would have had they added a Marvin Jones. And I think that's probably why they weren't really in the market for a Marvin Jones because they do have Cooper Cup, obviously, and Robert Woods. Those are their one and two wide receivers or one A and one B. And then behind them, you have Van Jefferson, the former rookie from last season, who seemingly is a guy that the Rams are very high on and deservedly so, and a guy that the Rams want to start to develop in this season. And I think Deshaun Jackson's addition isn't really going to hamper that all that much. So when you look at the potential for these guys kind of splitting snaps, I think that's a realistic possibility. Deshaun Jackson is going to work vertical, try and help open up that offense, open up all the underneath routes for the tight ends, Bryson Hopkins, Tyler Higbee, the running game, as well as a lot of the routes that Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are best at. These guys don't really work vertical. They're not guys that are going to run straight and try to take the top off the defense, but they will kill you all game on those option style routes, the crossing routes, the middle of the field, all that kind of stuff. They're going to use their hands and their really good feet and route running ability to uncover while a guy like Deshaun Jackson, you know, he may play 20 snaps a game, 30 snaps a game, 15 snaps some games. We don't really know what the usage rate is going to be just yet for him, but I really like the addition because the Rams do have three really good receivers and arguably one of the deepest receiving cores in the NFL to the point where they don't have to rely on Jackson to play 60 or 70 snaps a game like the Eagles did, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did before them, like the Washington football team did before them. So, That, I think, should be able to help Jackson maybe stretch his career a little bit further, maybe help him stay healthy and a little bit more productive this season because it's been a downward trend for him over the past four seasons, has not topped 668 receiving yards since his age 31 season with the Tampa Bay Bucks in 2017. So again, we got to temper our expectations. You know, this isn't a guy who's going to walk into the building and explode and have that 1,200 yard season that we all know and love from Deshaun Jackson, but at the same time, Good teams find a way to add players that have roles in their teams. And Deshaun Jackson is exactly that for the Rams. He's going to help open up everything underneath by way of his vertical threat. He's going to make big plays over the top of the defense. I would not be shocked to see a couple of 30, 40, 50, 60 yard touchdowns from Deshaun Jackson. And at the end of the day, this is a low risk, high reward type of addition. It's not going to affect the compensatory pick formula. Deshaun Jackson was cut by the Eagles, so he does not affect that at all. And at the end of the day, it is only a one-year deal, presumably for relatively cheap. We don't know the exact details just yet. Probably going to highlight that on tomorrow's episode or in the coming days. But again, a guy that the Rams know can go over the top, can go vertical, can make big plays in the passing game. And they talked about wanting to become more explosive in the passing game all offseason long. And when you look at the Stafford edition and now the Jackson edition, I think it's safe to say that the offense is trending in the right direction. And we're going to continue with that trend with some potential additions in our Mock Draft Monday segment. In the next segment, we're going to talk about some of the guys that we added, some offensive players and some defensive players that we should or could look out for for the Rams to potentially draft in the coming weeks in the 2021 NFL Draft. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MVP, and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. You just got to go head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Monday edition of the Locked On Rams podcast. I did mention before the break that we're going to dive into our Mock Draft Monday series and segment here. And I wanted to give you guys a quick update because we are now sort of starting to near draft time. I believe we're just under 40 days away from the NFL Draft and that is obviously exciting, but you know I've done a lot of these mock drafts to this point. I think six at this point, and you know they're starting to get a little bit stale. I'm running through a lot of similar names, a lot of the same names. So from here on, I think we're going to try to get you guys to send me some of your mock drafts using whichever mock draft simulator you prefer. I like the PFF one, but you guys can feel free to use that or PFN or the Draft Network, wherever, and I can sort of grade those or you know run through some of the names, give you my opinions on the players that I've watched, the players that I haven't watched. Maybe we can search up some statistics for those guys and see what the PFF Draft Guide says about them because they have a bunch of interesting tidbits on all of these players, and so you know, we can maybe do one or two of those every week on Monday. We can get into the specifics for that. Maybe over the course of the next week, I can share over on my Twitter or over at the Locked On Rams Twitter, just how we're going to go about it. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you guys send me some of your favorite mock drafts that you have concocted on your own. But for now, we're going to dive into maybe my final one for this podcast in draft season. If you guys don't send me anymore, I guess we'll keep doing it this way. But for now, this is mine. I try to change it up once again. I try to bring up some interesting names, some different names that we haven't really seen. And that is why we began with pick number 57, cornerback Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. And I don't really think that the Rams are going to go with a cornerback at the first pick, but they seem to be interested in some cornerbacks in free agency. And I think ultimately they do value that position and understand positional value more than most teams. You know, they're not going to draft uh, guard, I don't think probably at number 57. They haven't really done that over the past few seasons. I think they're going to probably want to go with a position that's just a little bit more valuable. And cornerback is obviously one of those positions. It's probably the most valuable outside of quarterback. And Greg Newsom is a guy that I'm really intrigued by. This is not a mistake. This is legitimate. He allowed only 12 receptions for 93 receiving yards this past season zero touchdowns, 93 yards in the entire season. He allowed a passer rating of 31.7 into his coverage. That is absolutely absurd. He didn't even allow 100 yards in the entire season, never mind a game. So that is clearly a guy that is good. He's ready to contribute, I think, from the get-go. And the Rams did lose Troy Hill to the Cleveland Browns in free agency, and that's not going to help their depth chart. But you know they do have some other names that I'm intrigued by, some other names that they could like. But at the end of the day, they may look to add and supplement that group, that cornerback secondary group with another guy in the draft. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do. And Newsom, I think, is a name that could potentially be there at this spot. And if he is, I wouldn't be the least bit shocked to see the Rams add him. The next pick is going to be pick number 88. And there is a quick little clarification here. We finally found out that for the Matthew Stafford trade, the Rams did not send over pick number 88 like we initially believed, which was their actual legitimate third round pick, their own third round pick. They sent over pick number 101, which was their earlier third round comp pick to the Lions in that Stafford-Goff trade. So the Rams save about 13 draft slots there by 
sending over the 101 pick as opposed to the 88th overall pick. And as you can imagine, that pretty much saves them 13 players worth of draft spots, which is obviously very important and could potentially, you know, keep a guy on their list or keep a guy available that they might want to draft and allow them to do that because of those 13 safe picks. So that was something we needed to clarify. And with that being said, pick number 88 for the first time in this mock draft Monday series, I went with guard Ben Cleveland out of Georgia. Now, Cleveland is a massive human being, a six foot six, 340 pound guard, a guy who can road grade with the best of them. He can get out of his stance quickly. Now, he's sort of a phone booth kind of a guy, but he also does well in pass protection. He has not allowed a single sack in 2018, 2019, or 2020, according to PFF, and only one quarterback hit over the course of three years. He was also at the Senior Bowl and is a guy that has raw strength raw power according to this pff draft guide that is exciting to me i think the rams could move him into one of the guard spots maybe from day one and kick in one of their current guards probably austin corbett into that center spot if that's what they elect to do and i think that would fortify a little bit of that offensive line and make their running game a little bit more productive the next draft pick at number 103, another new name for me, is Jordan Smith, the edge rusher out of UAB. And if you guys recall, legendary Rams cornerback, my guy, Darius Williams is also out of UAB. So maybe they just know how to make those gems. Smith, a guy that is also massive, kind of seems to be the theme here for this mock draft for me. 6'7", 225, very light, but very, very tall. He's very lanky. He's going to need to get stronger. Bottom line, he needs to add some more power to his game. 225 is way too light for an edge rusher in the NFL, especially a guy that wants to play all three downs. You know, he could come out and start as a designated pass rusher, a guy who really only comes on the field when teams are passing or in passing situations. But he had eight sacks in 2019, five sacks in 2020. And according to this PFF draft guide, he has the frame, but if he doesn't add a power aspect to his game, it's going to be hard for him to find and see the field in the NFL. That makes sense. He's way too light. He's going to need to be able to bulk up a little bit, but at the end of the day, you're picking a guy in the third round, an edge rusher at a very valuable position. You're probably not going to get a finished product, so Smith is a guy that I do like in a developmental type of role for the Rams. The next draft pick at number 141 was center Drake Jackson out of Kentucky. And this one worried me a little bit just because of his struggles at the Senior Bowl. He lost a lot of those one-on-one reps. But at the end of the day, I think he projects very well in a zone type of scheme at the next level as a potential starting center for somebody. You know, he graded out well in 2020 with his 86.4 overall PFF grade. Zero sacks allowed, zero hits allowed. And he is only 6'1 and 290. So one of those guys that can sort of move pretty well. You know, he could climb to the second level, locate linebackers, seal them off. And that's why I think he could be a fit in that zone scheme type of offense. If that is the case, if the Rams want to continue to run a lot of zone scheme concepts, Jackson is a guy they could look to add at this point in the draft. And at the end of the day, it is just a fourth round pick. The Rams do have a hole at center. And at worst, Jackson could simply be the second team center, somebody that offers a lot of depth at that interior spot. The next draft pick at number 209, getting in the weeds here, Alaric Jackson, the tackle out of Iowa. And I guess we'll scoop the last one together as well, because ironically enough, they both are out of Iowa at number 252, wide receiver Emir Smith-Marset. And by the way, this was done before the addition of Deshaun Jackson. So that's probably why I added a receiver. Maybe now I wouldn't and would go a different route. But at the end of the day, I did it before. So Alaric Jackson, a tackle out of Iowa, 6'6", 315, has a lot of experience. I think he has five seasons worth of play 
at Iowa. That could be incorrect, so please excuse me if I am wrong. But a guy that has allowed only two sacks in 2020, two in 2019, two in 2018. And if you're starting on the offensive line at Iowa, you're probably pretty good at playing offensive line now. He's not going to come into the NFL and be some sort of star. Of course not. But at the end of the day, I'm willing to take a shot on a guy that has a pedigree at a tremendous school that has done an amazing job at putting out and pumping out NFL quality offensive linemen. At the end of the day, this is a seventh round pick and a guy that could very well just be a depth piece for the Rams moving forward. And Amir Smith-Marset, his teammate at Iowa, another dart throw at the dartboard as a potential developmental type of wide receiver, a guy that has that height, weight, speed type of trio, not a lot of production, not a lot of great stuff on the film, but at the end of the day, the Rams could look to add at that wide receiver spot to help offset some of the very good cornerbacks across the NFL. And talking about good cornerbacks in the NFL, we're going to mention one name and dive into the possibility of the Rams adding him in free agency because according to one of the big media members, the Rams have shown some interest in this cornerback and we're going to talk about that in the final segment. But while we've got you, make sure to keep checking back in with us here at the Locked On Rams podcast for updates on the Los Angeles Rams all offseason long. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best, and it is with their Built Bar Madness style tournament. In today's matchup is going to be the coconut bar versus the birthday cake flavor. Two very good ones. I recently tried the birthday cake flavor for the first time, and it is delicious. I'm not going to lie. I got to lean with the coconut. You guys know me. I love that coconut flavor. Anything coconut and chocolate together is absolutely undefeated, so that's where I'm going to lean. But you guys can go vote at BuiltBar.com or go to their Twitter at Built underscore Bar, and remember to use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The NFL Draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft Duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this Monday Fresh Week episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. And I'm done teasing you guys. No more. The Rams were interested in this player. I can finally drop the name because you guys have made it this far. And I appreciate you guys for listening this long to the episode. I mentioned before the break, the Rams were interested in potentially adding a cornerback in free agency. And that cornerback is former Tennessee Titans, former USC Trojan first round draft pick, Adoree Jackson. According to Mike Jones of USA Today, the Rams have shown interest among you know, a couple other teams, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Giants, in Adoree Jackson. Now, some of you guys may be curious as to what Jackson brings to a team, why the Rams may be interested, and all that good stuff. We're going to dive into that in just a second. I want to preface this by saying he is currently visiting with the New York Giants, and, you know, he may never even get out of town. I wouldn't be shocked if he does ultimately sign with the Giants, but at the end of the day, if the Rams do get a chance to add a guy like Jackson, I would be all for it. This is a guy who's still so young. He's only 25 years old. He's going to play this season at 25 years old. He has only four years worth of NFL experience. 
three of which were very good, actually. He graded out well, according to PFF, one of the better deep ball cornerbacks. And not only that, but he actually has punt return capabilities as well. A guy that's been very explosive in that regard. Now, he's coming off a rough 2020 season where he only played in three games, didn't really do all that much on the field. And unfortunately for him, you know, that was pretty much the end of his career with the Titans. Not really sure why they gave up on him so quick because he is a very talented player, a guy that I think could take another step in his development, has put some good stuff on tape, but I think still has more potential in terms of actually getting into a different degree of talent, production, all that good stuff. You know, he's been solid so far, a former first round pick, like I mentioned, he's got the pedigree of a very good player. You know, you don't get drafted in the first round by accident. He is a California guy. Like I mentioned again, USC, he went there in college. So, you know, apparently, according to Jackson, years ago when he was getting drafted, I believe he said that he would love to play for his, quote, hometown team, which was the Rams at the time. So that is obviously, you know, something positive that the Rams have in that regard. But at the end of the day, you know, Jackson is going to choose where he wants to go, what fit he thinks is best, and ultimately which team is going to pay him the most. And the Rams do not have a lot of money to spare, especially after this addition of Deshaun Jackson. They may not even be in the market anymore. They may not have any dollars to spend. But again, if the Rams do want to upgrade at that cornerback spot, if they want to replace Troy Hill effectively, slide a Dory Jackson into that nickel position, I think that would round out the best corner trio in the NFL. And not only that, but he was cut by the Titans, so he wouldn't count against the comp pick formula, similar to Deshaun Jackson. That's something that the Rams always value. That's something that the Rams are always after. And especially when you lose all these guys that they've lost in free agency, it's only going to help to replenish the talent on the roster to bring in some free extra picks. And not only that, but actually good talent like Adoree Jackson, who's only 25 and who I think could take that next step in his development in a franchise that has done a very good job developing corners, dating back to the Janoris Jenkins, LaMarcus Joyner, Trumaine Johnson days, going into this new and ushering this new trio of Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, Troy Hill, all these names. If Adoree Jackson wants to go to a team that's going to do a good job at developing him, giving him a good shot to maybe hit the market again in one year and provide him a chance to put together a strong year and enter the market again in a positive year, in a cap rising type of year, in a position to make a lot more money in the near future, in a position to potentially go play in a serious playoff game or a Super Bowl, I think it's a no-brainer. Plus, you double down with the he's a California guy, gets to go home type of thing. You know, it all makes a lot of sense to me. Now, again, the dollars talk, the money talks, it's always going to come down to the money. But if that is the primary driving factor for Jackson, probably not going to end up with the Rams. But if he wants all of the other things, I think the Rams are probably or should be number one on his list. No bias here. I think Adoree Jackson would be an amazing addition for the Los Angeles Rams heading into 2021. That is all we got for you guys on this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I appreciate you as always for listening and making it to the end of this episode. And make sure to keep checking back in with us every day this week because we're going to continue to update you guys on everything surrounding the Los Angeles Rams all offseason long and especially during this free agency week. And just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MVP and you can find the page at Locked on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.